dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to the big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering here in the South Australian Conference, both Ameros Park as well as Sinai Seventh-day Adventist Churches, and I am delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you. Our dear listener, wherever you are listening from, welcome and thank you for tuning in. We are actually excited to have you join us today. We have been exploring a number of topics under the following theme, is Protestantism still needed in the third millennium. Well, today you'll be interested to know that we are asking the question, did Protestantism make mistakes? What an interesting subject. And with that, my friend, you'll be glad to know that we've got a wonderful book, a free offer, one that you should not miss and is on the same subject. But Hey, before we get there, I've got a person to introduce, especially for those who may not uh, uh, be regulars on this radio program. We have with us in the studio, none other than Pastor Hugh Hinnan. How are you, Pastor Hugh? Uh, very well. Thank you there, Fabiano. It's great to be with you, and it's great Praise to be God. with our listeners uh, together today. Mm. Yes, and yeah. um, you're not mistaken. It's about the mistakes of Protestantism. It's a very strange topic, you would think, for this radio station. That's program, right. That's but, right. Uh, but we're not. We don't shy away from the big questions <laughs> and the difficult topics. Exactly. Uh, praise God. Praise God. And uh, here in Adelaide, we are still feeling a little bit cold. The weather is still uh, chilly out there. Um, seems like Melbourne has just sent a wave of their <laughs> cold weather down here because. Usually it doesn't get this cold, but anyways, for those who are in Melbourne, hey, we feel, we feel for you. I know it usually gets colder down there, but hey, it's pretty cold. And, and I'm looking forward to the end of winter. I don't know about you, Pastor you. You know, um, I'd be more than ready to agree with you there, but I must admit there's something about winter. There's right. something about, you know, the, 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 the feeling of warmth that okay. gradually moves from the extremities and the toes and eventually uh-huh. makes uh-huh. its way from your nose to your brain and, <laughs> and eventually then causes you not just to wake up, but then to fall asleep all over again. So, right. you know, it's, right. it's something, something about uh, winter that's really inviting. Okay. Um, and I quite enjoyed, but uh, mm. I, I'm, I must admit I've come from New Zealand yes. um, in recent years. So, uh, so this doesn't feel particularly cold to me. Right. Yeah. Oh my, I wonder <laughs> I wonder how I would cope. But hey, I guess our bodies are wonderfully created, if I could use that word, wonderfully mm. created. Mm. And uh they can adapt. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, for those who are listening, uh and uh wanting to also interact. We love people who interact with us. Send us your boldest questions. Uh, let us know where you're listening from. You know, it really does help us. Honestly, knowing that there is someone at the end of the line listening, that isn't just me and Pastor Hugh. It's not a bad thing to just chat along uh, with Pastor Hugh, but it's also good when we know, and uh, what should I say, it's actually very encouraging when we know that there is another person who's listening at the end of the line. So if you'd like to uh, just shout out to us, the number is 04888-80811. Uh, and uh, you can also listen to Faith FM from anywhere, so long as you've got data coverage uh, on faithfm.com.au, or you can actually download the Faith FM app. 
So once again, the number was zero four triple eight zero eight eleven. Let me start off with something that is quite interesting. Maybe at least interesting to me at least. Uh, this is coming, coming from skysports.com, the news outlet. And it says, the headline says, Manly Sea Eagles players to boycott NRL match over Pride jersey. Uh, the Sea the Eagles have unveiled the everyone in league, and quote, jersey on Monday. Coach Des Hesler, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, said on Tuesday, the players opposed to wearing the pride jersey on, and I quote, religious and cultural, and quote, grounds, and will not play the home match against Sydney Roosters on Thursday. Now, that is a big decision, especially mm. in the sport world. Mm. The money involved, the political, the, uh, the politics that are involved, this is this is rather a big decision. And so apparently seven players from the Australian National Rugby League uh, team, mainly Sea Eagles, will boycott a championship match this week in products are being made to wear an inclusiveness jersey. Triggering criticism from the club's first openly gay player. And you can only imagine this is headlines here in South Australia. <laughs> What are your thoughts, Pastor Hugh, on this? Obviously, we are seeing a lot of social, um, what do we call these, uh, social movements or protests in one way or another. Uh, there's a lot happening. Um, and uh, the uh, issue of gender is a big one uh, today. Um, what are your thoughts about these headlines? Yeah, Fabiano, I think this is really interesting, isn't it? To think that uh, uh, we have a movement mm. that uh, wants to promote uh, rights and wants to promote uh, the support of everyone to have free freedom of rights, yeah. uh, including those who have a different point of view or a different uh, set of practices when it comes to uh, sexuality or when it comes to gender and mm. uh, and how those two things work together or or how they they intersect. But uh, the fact of the matter is that it becomes quite concerning, very yeah. concerning, in fact, when uh, those who are proponents of the right to think and to act the way that they do right. uh, want to stop those um, who have had long-held uh, uh, understandings and in, in grounded and anchored in, in faith uh, in um, in the practice of society over thousands of years, right. uh, as well as for that matter um, <clears throat> when it comes to matters of conscience, mm. um, uh, to cause them not only to say, well, you know, we, we, we support your right to... to um, uh, to practice what you you wish, but no, you have to force, be forced to agree or to advocate for, or to support something which is uh, against your own conscience. That yeah, that that that's, is re- that's really crossing mm, a line, <clears throat> and I I really want to applaud um, those who've been called the Magnificent Seven, uh, who are part of this uh, rugby team. Yes, um, essentially we're talking uh, something like half the rugby team is saying right. we don't wear the jersey mm. um, because it's. And, and this is this is where it gets really problematic. Yes, because in our society, we give people the right yes. to wear certain symbols that yes. are important to their personal identity. Mm. But where do we go when we get to a stage where we're forcing people to wear symbols mm. uh, that um, are either um, in 
uh, antithetical to or yeah. in opposition to their, their sincerely held beliefs mm-hmm. or that go against who they are in their own identity. Yes. Um, when that happens, we, we and it's got nothing to do with rugby, let's just make that really clear, it's got That's absolutely right. nothing That's to right. do with the game of rugby at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, when, we, when we get to that point, <clears throat> you begin to wonder, um, are we moving into severe conformist type behaviour yes. that requires everyone, for example, in the case of Jews during the Holocaust, mm. they had to wear a yellow star. Mm. Are we moving in that direction here? Because, you know, in this case, yeah. sure, we're not, uh, th- these people are not being forced to wear something which derides their, um, directly their uh, personal identity, but we are right. um, in a situation where they're being uh, coerced yes. under great pressure right. to wear something which does go against their beliefs. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. We wouldn't do that with a Sikh. We wouldn't ask yeah. a Sikh to remove uh, their head, head, covering. head, head covering or headgear. Mm. And rightly so. Right. Uh, we, we wouldn't do that um, <clears throat> with regards to um, uh, to, to uh, a, a Jewish person That's who, right. who <clears throat> you know, forcing them to wear something which uh, makes a mockery of, of their faith, mm. for that matter either. That's right. Uh, because when we move in that direction, we are actually very clearly yes. persecuting minorities. That's right. Um, the fact of the matter is, later census would seem to indicate that Christianity has moved from being the majority to being less so and perhaps moving in the direction of a minority. That's right. Um, so <clears throat> I guess I would, I would uh, urge um, those who are trying to force their view upon other people to think again uh, and, and to realize that uh, there is a better way to promote what's important to you. And yeah. I, so it, it's really concerning. It's greatly worrying. Uh, and uh, I think that those who have said, look, uh, regardless <coughs> of the incentives, regardless of the pressures, mm. I'm standing true to who I am. Yes. They need to be applauded at least as much yes. as those on the other side of this question who say the same. That's right. And, we are living in, in quite an interesting time. Um, I overheard uh, someone say that um, those who lived uh, during the time of the Holocaust um, were saying that the way in which things are moving in society, mm-hmm. it's somehow quite similar to the way in which things started apparently at that time. Now, yes, obviously, this is true. Yeah, and, and, and obviously, um, those who have lived longer, <laughs> they have wisdom. And, and, and I tend to believe that what they're saying here has a lot of truth in it. And we do also believe that the Bible says that in the last days, uh, things like this will happen. So mm. it does not surprise us at, at the same time. But I guess if we come back on a uh, uh, personal level, uh, being real now, uh, it is not a nice thing. To force anyone, to, uh, to to force your views on anyone, and to also seek to embarrass or uh, I don't know, paint a bad image uh, about you know those who do not comply with the minorities, majority's views. That mm. kind of um, that kind of way of treating people, I, I thought it was foreign to to an Australian culture. I mean, we, I thought we wanted <laughs> you think to. So. I thought we were a people who, you know, treat everyone equal and, you know, mm. uh, freedom of speech and all that. But it seems like things are changing, sadly. Yes, mm. it does. And I think you are right to say that uh, this is a sign of the times. Um, Jesus, uh, the Word of God, uh, the Bible has made it really clear 
that yeah. uh, there is coming a time where um, the state will endeavour to impose um, its view uh, upon matters of faith mm. uh, and uh, where those who hold to a biblical view of marriage and of sexuality and uh, a binary view, as it's called today in modern times, <laughs> but you know, not just a traditional but a natural point of view when it comes to the design mm. of who we are anatomically and, um, and in terms of human beings, right. that, that we, um, you know, we are designed and made uh, for procreation and mm. formation of family and yes. for um, and for love between a, a man and a woman in marriage. That's right. Uh, there's nothing controversial about that. Mm. Um, the controversy comes when there are those who would say you're not allowed to say that. You're mm. not allowed to promote that. Right. Um, I think it's it's um, a, a uh, regressive step, an aggressively regressive step, mm. um, to say that there's no room in the marketplace. Uh, whether it's in rugby, whether it's in in um, commercial, other commercial forms of business, etc., um, for someone to conscientiously hold uh, Christian views right, yeah, that yeah. are family friendly, uh, I think that that uh, uh, that's it's really reprehensible, actually, that uh, that uh, anyone be persecuted for that because we are this we are really talking here about a a persecution of that's those right. who are holding these sincere views. You shouldn't have to right. advocate for something which is uh, against your moral code mm. uh, and has nothing to do with the business at hand or the or the sport at hand in this play in this mm. in this case um, uh, and, and become an advocate for that in order just simply to play rugby that's right and that's i think right. it's a, it's a very sad day you know likewise we shouldn't expect that um, <clears throat> for a person to uh, operate freely within society in mm. various different spheres, whether it's in the sporting sphere or the social sphere or in the political sphere or in yes. the commercial sphere, no matter where it happens to be, we also shouldn't expect that people must be Christians. That's right. We wouldn't expect yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, no, definitely uh, not. And that's, mm. that's not right and proper. A person mm. is able to come to their own sincerely formed views and that's beliefs. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and if we... If we agree to that, then we should also agree very clearly the same holds true when it comes to other points of view yes. uh, and certain ide- ideologies that have become yes. fashionable in our time. That's right. Yes. That's um, right. Yeah. I think if we take a different point of view to that, we're being hypocritical <laughs> and, and we are really um, wearing the, the emperor's new clothes. That's right. Uh, we, we are nakedly hypocritical mm. if we take such a standpoint. That's right. Ah, I wish we could explore this a bit further. Pastor Hugh, but time is against us here, and we we've got some wonderful uh, discussions to come to uh, on this subject of um, Protestantism. And for those who are following the discussion, feel free to throw in your what, what what's the saying again? Your your coin is it? Your ten cents worth. Your ten cents worth. That's yes. it. Or your two bobs. Slow, slowly learning the uh, <laughs> the uh, the slangs here. <laughs> so the number is zero four triple eight. 80811. But before we could go any further, I'd just like to ask that uh, we uh, open this uh, uh, discussion now with prayer. Mm. Let me invite those who are listening to also join us uh, in prayer. Let us pray. Father in heaven, you created us and give, uh, given us uh, freedom of choice. We are free beings and we are thankful for that. We also want to thank you for your love and your mercy. We also want to thank you for your word, which is our sure guide. And um, Lord, we just pray that you may lead us and guide us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Help us learn as we explore uh, this subject. And I pray that you may help us 
to share a message that is timely to those who are listening. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, dear friend, we do have a free giveaway, and uh, we'll let you know what that is shortly. Not yet, but shortly. So if you do stick around and uh, long enough, we will announce uh, that uh, shortly. So I'd like to once again uh, ask that if you are listening, the number that you want to keep close by is 0438-808-11 because we will use that number throughout the program. We are just coming to a song. This is the song by Scott Reed, Who He Is, as we set the stage for what we are about to, uh, to discuss. So please don't go away. Stay around with us. I mean, stick around with us. We will be coming back shortly. And here is the song. Enjoy it.
Welcome back, welcome back, dear friend. This is Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A with Fabiano Nyonghuru here and our co-host, Pastor Hugh Hinnan. And uh, Pastor Hugh is not a stranger. He's a, a regular on this radio program. And uh, we love, um, you know, delving deeper into some of these interesting subjects. Today happens to be one of those um, all-time favorite of uh, many Christians, uh, Protestantism, the history of the church. And the theme has been throughout this week, is Protestantism still needed in the third millennium? But today, obviously, we have a question of which we are addressing, and that is, did Protestantism make mistakes? Friends, I'd like to pose that question directly to Pastor Hugh. (laughs) (laughs) Did Protestantism make mistakes, Pastor Hugh? Well, that's a really interesting question, isn't it? Well, make no mistake, Mm. uh, we make mistakes. (laughs) That's right. uh, The fact of the matter is uh, that Protestantism came about because of a series of mistakes. Right. The fact is that... uh, Protestantism didn't happen in a vacuum. Protestantism Mm. was a protest uh, against uh, wayward actions of the Church of the Middle Ages Uh uh, where it found itself at variance with the the God of the Bible, the God of reason, Mm. uh, the God of of faith and of hope and of love, um, but uh, also with the God of liberty and of freedom. Wonderful. And so because that's true, um, the Protestant Reformation took place. It wasn't uh, a revolution. Mm. It was a reformation designed to reform mm. the church and to lead the church back, back to Jesus, mm. back to the Bible, back to – now, some people might just say, well, hang on a moment. What do you mean back to Jesus, back to the Bible? <laughs> uh, isn't Christianity all about that? Well, yes. Mm. But sad to say, um, the Church of the Middle Ages, uh, the uh, – I guess you'd say the Holy Roman Empire and uh, the Vatican, the papacy, uh, which really, you know, the Roman Catholic Church was the church of that time. Right. There really wasn't much in the way of an established church other than that. Mm. Uh, that was both a blessing yes. and a curse. Now, before any of our listeners uh, tune out, <laughs> in, in t- I hope you take into account the, the two sides of this coin. Okay. Uh, a blessing in the sense that there was a unified Christianity, mm. um, but sadly, when you have a lot of power in the hands of a few, yeah. um, particularly in a hierarchically structured church, um, it doesn't leave a lot of room at times for so. dissent, mm. for review, for reflection, for growth, right. and for change. Yes. Um, that is in in keeping with or pro- progresses yes. the teachings of Scripture and of God. Mm. Uh, and, um, and it also means that uh, so often there is a... Uh, reticence to relinquish the uh, the the hold on power, right. uh, and um, because of course uh, the more freedom you give to others in society, yes. uh, the less power you yourself may have. Yes. And we see that with regards to um, <clears throat> how through the Middle Ages, sometimes uh, often referred to um, as the Dark Ages, uh, that. Uh, Bibles were chained to pulpits. The common person wasn't able to read the word of God or wasn't allowed to. It was against the law, mm. um, both in terms of the state as well as in terms of the church yes. of the time. Yes. Uh, and uh, because people didn't have ready access to the Bible, they just had to accept what they were told. Okay. And um, and in many respects, uh, that led to things such as what uh, Pastor Don Felberg has been taking us through these past couple of weeks, and yes. that is that uh, it led to people like Tetzel. Mm. It led to um, uh, 
to the practice of indulgences, <clears throat> of saying, well, you have to pay yeah, us. Yeah, you have to yeah. pay us in order that your loved ones no longer spend as much time in purgatory or in a place where they're being burnt and uh, uh, and uh, and hurt, really, in order to reduce their time. Uh, so, in order to um, prepare them for for heaven and and uh, no longer for hell, mm. um, a teaching which uh, was not biblical, mm. was not or is not biblical, and is not biblical. <laughs> never <laughs> right. was, never was biblical. Sorry, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm finding myself in the in the 16th century. I should just take take the bigger picture there, shouldn't I? <laughs> That's um, right. But uh, but what's also true is that uh, mm. alongside of that, yeah. to be forgiven of one's sins, mm. um, no one. Pays for the forgiveness of their own sins. Mm, it's not right. not in our power to forgive right. ourselves of every sin that we've committed. Mm. Um, it's in the power of God to do that, and He freely and willingly does so. Yes, through Jesus Christ, who's taken yes. our place upon the cross, has That's died right. our death that we might have His life mm. to set us free. Um, it is by faith that we receive grace and Amen. the goodness and the gift of God's salvation, mm. not by our works, but by the grace of Christ. Yes, um, and so. The Protestant Reformation was leading people back to Jesus and back to the free gift of salvation, mm. and realizing that we weren't, we, we didn't gain that from uh, from a faulty, sinful human being, whether it be yeah. a priest or a pontiff or anything in between, but rather we receive that from the true head of the church, which is Christ. Mm. Uh, and uh, but also the freedoms that uh, the freedom to explore, discover, learn new things, uh, and to um, to make discoveries yes. uh, in the natural realm as well in terms of science and so on. Uh, all of that followed in chain because of the Reformation, because of going back to the Word of God mm-hmm. and unleashed you know the the uh, uh, Renaissance and then the Enlightenment and the modern period that we're in today. All because mm. of the Protestant Reformation. Mm. So so really, um, the Protestant Reformation was a rectifying of mistakes that have been made before. Wow. And we need to be thankful of that. We yeah. do. Yeah. So the Protestant Reformation was born because mm. of mistakes and it shouldn't surprise us that just as humans were endeavoring to reform human errors that had crept into God's church, yeah. that uh, those same humans in turn would make some mistakes of their own along the way. Because we are still humans, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so has... Protestantism yeah. made mistakes along the way just as much as Catholicism has, yeah. uh, just as much as any individual human Christian does right. uh, or any human being of any kind does. Mm. Um, now, the the great thing about the Reformation was that it was all about, um, you know, uh, sola scriptura, yes. sola fide, sola gracia, sola Christus, uh, sola dea gloria, right. um, which is really just saying, you know, the, the Bible alone, yes. uh, by faith alone, by yes. grace alone, um, uh all glory to, all glory or, or to ra- rather, um, uh, by Christ, or all glory to Christ uh-huh. and to God alone. Wonderful. So, so Christ alone and all, all glory to God um, <laughs> right. alone. So uh, these are the five main principles of mm. the Protestant Reformation, but I'll add a sixth. All right. Yeah, there's, there is a okay. sixth. It's not just me making it up. <laughs> uh, and that is that the priesthood of all believers. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And, and, and so uh, this is really important because all of these six tenets, um, if we practice them faithfully and sincerely, uh, sure we may make mistakes along the way, but they'll help us to stay on a right path, stay close to God. That is, that is that's right. Yeah. So what you are saying then is that Protestantism did make mistakes. Um, it has. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes still does. <laughs> no <laughs> right. doubt. Um, uh, so, 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 so a person listening then will be saying, "Well, what was the point of Protestantism?" Mm, mm, Obviously, right. some people may not be first much into the history. Mm. 
how would you answer that? Yeah, so I think I'd answer that by going back to what we just said a moment ago, and that ah. is the fact that um, that human beings, if yes. we don't have some anchor points in our lives, right. then we do tend to drift. We, mm. as, as the Apostle Paul would put it uh, to the church at Ephesus, yes. he says that uh, you know, for lack of maturity, we are blown here and there to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine or of teaching. Yes. Yes. Um, but true maturity is growing mm. into the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, and, and doing so together, uh-huh. you know, being patient with one another, right. serving one another, lifting one another up, and and uh, and leading each other back to Jesus. And so, this yes. is the really important contribution of Protestantism: mm. is that it led us back to Jesus, okay. uh, who is patient with us, who is a great, the greatest mentor for us, and yes. helps us um, right. not only um, from sometimes you know preventing us from making certain mistakes, yes. but also when we do make mistakes, to dust us off, pick us back up, and put us back on the right path again. Mm. And uh, and so you know this whole idea of sola scriptura, the yes. Bible alone. Yeah. It's really important in that regard, and and yes. uh, and here's why. I mean, mm-hmm. and for example, you think of what um, Martin Luther, the great reformer, had to say uh, when he was before the Diet of Worms. Mm. Uh, he said uh, when he was asked under pressure, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, under uh, because uh, his his life was on the line. He could very well easily be put to death yes. for a syllable uh, errant in the point of view of his persecutors or wow. questioners. Yeah. Uh, he said, unless I am convinced by the testimony of the scriptures or by clear reason, for I do not trust either in the Pope or in councils alone, hmm. get this, since it is well known that they have often erred and contradicted themselves. I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted, and my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything, since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. Here I stand, I can do no other. May Mm. God help me. Mm. Amen. Amen. Powerful statement. Uh, It still resonates through the the halls of history and time. Mm. Um, But get that point that he made there. Um, If we don't have the scriptures to go back to, uh, mm. They point us back to God, the source of all life and creation, the designer of everything. Um, then the fact is that we'll be blown here and there, that uh, we'll simply be led by one pope or one council or one group or another organization or a series of ideas or the latest fad or the, or the, the nearest uh, trend. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and they often err and contradict themselves mm. internally and between each other. That's right. so, so our only hope is to stick to the word of God. You know, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by the devil. Yes. Uh, what did he say time and again? He said, mm. it is, is written. written. That's right. That's and right. the first time he was tempted, the first thing he said was, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone or by what we think is the sustenance that we need right now. Yes. Whether it's a paycheck at the Manly Sea Eagles yes. or, or whether it's, uh, <laughs> uh, or whether it's uh, being able to continue to breathe after the diet of worms. <laughs> you know, so uh, we do not live by bread alone, says mm. Jesus, but by every word that proceeds right. from the mouth of God. Right. Just before we take a break and just, you know, try to, um, yeah, think through what we have just uh, learned and heard. Uh, okay, so the greatest contributions then um, from our Protestant, Protestantism mm. uh, that, I guess, uh, override some of the errors and mistakes that uh, reformers uh, did since they're humans would be those pillars that you have just pointed out, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So obviously, yes. even though the question is, uh, you know, did Protestantism make mistakes, even though we are acknowledging that it did make mistakes, would you uh, agree that uh, Protestantism, however, it ha- has been a blessing in that 
um, it has taken us from, you know, uh, the time when errors were just, you know, tolerated, where mistakes were being made and no one was pointing them out mm. and has helped us, you know, go back to where we should have been, to scripture, you know, to the, to, to the, True light that that guides us in in this uh, in this path. Mm, yes, I think so. It was mm. like as if we'd been led off a off, off a path, right. and uh, zigzagging away from right. uh, from the mountain of truth and of uh, and of reason and of the Word of God yes. uh, and God Himself. And uh, really, the Reformation was leading us back onto that path mm. again. And we're going to go back on the path, deviate away from it, back towards yep. it again. But what's going to help us to remain on that path mm. towards light and truth and discovery and right. progress yes. um, is humility, humbling ourselves under the Word of God, yes. um, which doesn't limit us, it empowers us. Wonderful. It doesn't limit us in our um, in our search for knowledge or okay. for our, our growth. Um, it actually enables us and empowers us to grow wow. uh, and to grow in Christ and the knowledge and the wisdom of God mm. through Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and so it's really important for us to acknowledge that and also the fact that it keeps us close to Christ um, and um, and that it keeps us um, mutually. Um, uh, it, uh, mutually respectful towards each other as well, the right. priesthood of all believers. Yes. I think we've lost a lot of that in recent times, <laughs> is this whole mutual respect yeah. that should exist. Mm. Um, but uh, what about the mistakes? Mm. Have there been mistakes? Yes, they have. What were some of those mistakes? Right. I think it's really important for us to explore. Okay. Because when it comes to Martin Luther, he himself made mistakes. Yes. Uh, and one of the mistakes that he made, and I, I don't rush to say this because okay. he's a great hero of the faith, but, yes. but he's human as well. And mm. one of the things that uh, he did right off the bat is that he, he realized he needed to have supporters because the dominant um, feature in the landscape of Europe was the, was the church. Uh, and it dominated the state as well. Mm. And so unless there were those who were prepared to stand with him who were powerful figures, yes. uh, then uh, the Reformation would have Founded, it would have uh, faltered and perhaps uh, been. It would seem that it would uh, had uh, not proceeded like it uh, could have. Right. Uh, and so, naturally, as a human being, still with faith in God, but uh, <laughs> but needing supporters, yes. uh, he turned to the princes of Germany. And as a result of that, we have what we call the Magisterial Reformation. So it wasn't just any reformation; it was a Magisterial Reformation, one that was oh. that was uh, a union of church and state. Okay, it had the support of the state, and okay. um, and the state directed. Many of the practices the, the, of uh, of the church, interesting, uh, and and supported it financially mm-hmm. as well. So so Martin had to uh, continue to court the support of these German princes. Mm-hmm. So when um, when uh, uh, times came where others had wanted to follow where the Bible and where the evidence leads yeah. uh, through means of the radical reformation such right. as you know for example the Anabaptists yes. who said hey look you know it's really important for us to be born again to be baptized yes. as you know uh, go through adult baptism and, yes. and to and to consciously choose by to, immersion by immersion mm. yeah and to to, to consciously um, do so uh, in confession and repentance and so be baptized and united life with Christ, mm. uh, and not for it simply to be a practice or a rite that happens at birth. Right. When, when, when they did that, Martin Luther didn't support them. Wow. 
and in fact, he was a party to the persecution of minorities mm. at that time. It's interesting we started out talking about majorities and minorities, isn't it? Because <laughs> That's right. it, it goes back in history and in time as well. Yeah. And that was one of the mistakes of the Protestant Reformation too. Mm. May we not continue to make that mistake? Yeah, um, and, right. and so when when we're in the minority, so mm. often mm. we want uh, we want rights, we want freedom. Then we get into power, we get into the majority, mm. and what happens? Oh well, we're happy and comfortable now. Yep. We want to keep things as they are. We don't want overlook some things. Yep, and yep. we start to suppress yep. the yep. rights of yep. others. Mm, that's we're sad. seeing that in society today with mm. um, certain ideologies we mentioned before. But yeah. we also um, can say that that's what happened with the Protestant Reformation as well. So, yeah. for example, whether it was Martin Luther with the Anabaptists, mm-hmm. or the Lutheran Church of of the time, yes. or even some of the anti-Semitic views that right. were propagated yes. by Martin yes. Luther towards the end of his ministry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where he wanted to really, I, I guess, uh, point towards the supremacy of Christ, right. but he did so in a way yes. that was uh, very triumphalistic mm. and uh, derogatory towards uh, towards Jewish believers. And that, that was very unfortunate. Yeah, and, uh, and, of course, the ripple effects of that are then felt through history and time, and one of those was the Nazi party used some of his statements. I think he would cringe and be horrified, mm. frankly. It's very sad. To think yeah, that they would yeah. do that because he didn't know what lay in the future you know but but that's the consequences of some of the mistakes that sometimes we make when we make them for the sake of uh our our own agenda yeah. and forget the fact that religious liberty applies not just to us but applies to to those who have differing points of view to us as well wow. and i think that's really important to uphold if we're to be genuine christians we need to respect and uphold the religious liberty or or the liberty of others to hold viewpoints at variance with our own. Um, and if we forget that, if we don't practice that, mm. uh, then actually we're not, we, we're no longer who we purport to be as Christians uh, in, in a certain way. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Dear friend, that wasn't that powerful, deep insight. And well, at the same time, uh, a lot of discovery there, a lot of things that I'm learning myself. Psalms 146 Verse 325 says, Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he runneth to his earth, in that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath got the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Mm. Friend, based on what we have just heard from um, Pastor Hugh, May you put your hope, your faith, your trust in God. Now, Pastor you, we're just going to quickly take a short break, and we'll be right back. I know there's a lot to share, and uh, make sure that uh, I give you enough time. But let's come to a short break, dear friend. Do not go away. There's a lot. There's a lot. Wonderful stuff. And uh, if you happen to be home, take a pen and pencil. A oh, pen and pencil. What is that? <laughs> take a pen and paper. That's what I meant to say. And uh, and just some of these things. You find uh, the history of the Reformation to be quite interesting. And so we'll be right back. Are you puzzled about where our world is heading? Are you searching for truth? Faith FM would like to invite you to Searching for Certainty, a free eight-part series at Melrose Park Seventh Adventist Church, 123 Edward Street, Melrose Park. 
Running every Friday and Saturday in August at 6pm on Fridays and 3pm on Saturdays, there will be free refreshments and you'll discover trustworthy answers to your big life questions. Remember, that's every Friday at 6pm and every Saturday at 3pm, right throughout August at Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church. To reserve your place, contact Fabiano on 0415 030 590. That's 0415 030 Sickness I had found a cure And one thing I knew for sure It was as pure as the source From which it came From the river I drank for many years And I wondered how it journeyed here And earnestly set out to know its route I found that from the mouth of the river down on its banks and all around There was life along this river of truth From the prophets to the ready scribe The steady flow of truth grew wide Blessings from the river mounted high But in time its banks they would neglect Its pure precepts they'd reject Soon they found the river had run dry One day like the prophets had proclaimed The source of the river came And lived his life among them from his youth The living truth they soon denied Nailed him to a cross and pierced his side But it opened wide a new river Flowing down from heaven's mountain Pure and free When you come to the river It is sure to deliver All you need Streaming down through the ages Springing up from the pages Fresh and new Cup, the enemy dammed the river up 
For many years darkness filled the skies But a faithful few would chip away Hoping for a brighter day Hearing mournful echoes of the martyr's cry But with William Tyndale's dying breath Before he closed his eyes in death He prayed, Lord, open the King of England's eyes The day he prayed for soon would come When the King's commission work was done The dam bursting forth with eternal words of life Come and drink from the fountain Flowing down from heaven's mountain song what a beautiful song river of truth by gary wayne duty friends we've been uh discussing under the theme is protestantism still needed in the third millennium and the topic being a question topic did protestantism make mistakes we've heard a lot uh, already that really confirms that yes there has been some mistakes that have been made but we are in for another wonderful uh, another wonderful treat but uh, before we go any further, I just want to uh, deliver my promise to those who have been uh, listening for a while. The giveaway for today, it's a book that you must have, written by Sean Boonster, a, uh, a speaker at um, the uh, Voice of Prophecy, for those who might know Voice of Prophecy, a uh, prolific uh, writer as well. This book is one that you must have if you are interested you need to send us the following code word, SA64. That is SA as in the abbreviation of South Australia, S and then A and the number 64. So send us that code word to the number 04888880811 and the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details uh, and I will send that to you. Make sure that you claim that free offer. Once again, this is the Faith FM, the Draft Time program, the big Q&A with Fabiano and Hugh. So, Pastor Hugh, let us uh, continue because there's a lot here to learn, especially from the history side of things. Uh, the question is, did Protestantism make some mistakes? So, once again, share some more on this. Mm. 
Yeah, look, uh, certainly uh, uh, Protestantism has made its mistakes along the way, <coughs> but we we can uh, rest assured in saying that Protestantism has led us back to the source of uh, of truth and mm. of life, and that is Christ and His Word, and and therefore it's been a far greater blessing in so many ways than uh, than it has been a curse. It's been a very much a blessing, uh, and. Um, but like every movement, there's always going to be some human error and human true. mistakes that are made. Uh, we talked a little bit about Martin Luther before. Uh, I think one of the other examples of that period yes. uh, that then followed uh, would be with uh, John Calvin in Geneva, where um, uh, during his time there uh, in authority, uh, that he uh, he moved against Michael Servetus uh, and led to his being burnt at the stake. Now, that, that comes as a shock to some people and Christians to hear that a Protestant leader yeah. um, uh, caused uh, and, and persecuted um, someone who had a different point of view to himself. Yes, Servetus had some views which were uh, that are, that were not biblical, mm. let alone uh, were at variance with that of those of Calvin. Mm. Uh, of course, there were those who would suggest or have differing views to Calvin that are uh, that are mainstream Christian ideas today mm. as well. But Servetus had some ideas which were uh, perhaps uh, beyond the power for most Christians even now. <laughs> uh, but some of his views weren't all that um, right. misled. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, uh, and and one of them, of course, was that. Um, that uh, he believed not in infant baptism, but in people making their own conscious decision to unite their life in, with Christ in baptism. Meaning, uh, meaning that uh, Servetus actually supported baptism. Ah, okay, uh, yeah, by, okay. Yeah, yes, baptism yes. as an adult. Right. Um, but there were many of his ideas that weren't exactly uh, <laughs> uh, biblical. Okay. Uh, and it was for those reasons that um, uh, Kelvin. Uh, instigated him being burnt at the stake along with the city council of Geneva. Um, and look, we're used to hearing about the Reformation and the Counter-Reformation and yeah. the Inquisition that occurred yeah. where, where many of those who were Bible-believing Christians were persecuted and, uh, uh, who, who were tortured and imprisoned and, and, uh, suffered terrible. Mm. Uh, agonies and, and death and, and, and being burnt at the stake as heretics mm. by the dominant uh, religion of the time, which was uh, that of uh, uh, the Catholic Church yeah. uh, in those times. But it also needs to be pointed out <coughs> that this is an instance where, thankfully it was reasonably rare at that point, mm. but it was an instance where John Calvin, uh, a Protestant reformer, yeah. was uh, central in the burning of someone else at the stake, in this case, Servetus. And, um, and so that was a mistake, really, that was made a terrible mistake. Yes. And again, it points out intolerance towards others having a, the, the right to have a different point of view. So no sooner had he found himself um, in charge there in, in Geneva, mm. along with the city council, in the position of protection, uh, he used that to put somebody else to the stake and have them burned. Yeah. And if he'd moved out of Geneva himself, he might have had that done to him. Mm. Uh, and so it, it, it is really quite concerning to see that sort of thing take place. And uh, we, we do not want to see that happen again, really. No, um, definitely not. Yeah, that's not in keeping with the spirit and the character of Christ and of God's word. Yes. Uh, other examples could be the nonconformist movement, where in 1662 the, uh, the, uh, the state in England... Um, the kingdom decided that uh, uh, henceforth you had to follow the rights of the Church of England okay. uh, and you couldn't practice your faith in any other way. Right. Uh, and uh, after a while, after some period, up to half of the population were, had become nonconformists with uh -huh. that. But many suffered and were not able to uh, actively live within the life or, or have the benefit, full benefit of that of a citizen um, that uh, was rightfully theirs. Uh, they right. were banned from certain certain opportunities, etc. Uh, and uh, and uh, one great example of that was John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress. Mm. 
And, of course, he spent many years in prison. Uh, and, but thankfully, as a result of that time, he wrote that great classic, yeah. uh, The Pilgrim's Progress, that many Christians still enjoy today, yes. uh, about persevering through persecution and difficulty in the Christian walk. That's right. Uh, there are many other examples we could probably point out, um, but suffice to say, I think it's really important for us to bear this in mind, mm. that, that once we have new light Yes. An understanding of God's word that comes from His word. Yes, not that we've made up out of thin air, no. but that's come from Him. We shouldn't think, "Well, I've got I've got the new light now, and that's all there is." <laughs> uh, one of the great standards of the Reformation was this phrase, and that's "reforma reformanda," mm. or the Reformation always reforming. Right, uh, and it's really important, I think, that we continue to take that with us as mm. we move forward as Christians and and continue to grow in Christ. Christ said to his disciples, He said, "Look, uh, uh, there's many more things I have to share with you, but you are not yet ready to hear them or to That's receive right. them." Mm. And the same is true for us in our own Christian walk. We need to be open to growing in, in God's grace and growing in full maturity and and, uh, and enjoying the benefits of growing closer to Christ. And as we do that, we'll have. We'll have more of his character, more of his uh, spirit, and we'll have greater love for others, greater peace and patience towards each other. We'll be much more gentle in our differences. We'll be much more kind uh, when it comes to discussing uh, points of variance. Uh, And as we do that, we'll actually grow. We'll grow together. Sometimes we grow as we as we pray and, and, and as we work together with those who have a similar point of view as ourselves, which yes. we grow deeper in God's word. But sometimes we also grow because we're challenged by others who have a different point of view. Wow. Okay. I think of the fact that from that point on, you think of the Methodists yes. who were persecuted for quite some time. They're called Methodists in a derogatory way <laughs> because you've got a method for this and a method for that. That's right. But you know, they methodically, deliberately grew closer to Christ um, and, yes, enjoyed living in grace, but also wanted to um, grow methodically in, in, as disciples wow, and amazing. to practice the spiritual mm. disciplines. Mm. Uh, likewise, uh, Baptists were persecuted because they believed in baptism by immersion. But thanks be to God for that teaching. Mm. Uh, and then likewise, the great Advent uh, awakening and Advent believers who yes. believed and, and who promoted and brought to the attention of the world what the Bible was saying yes. much more forcefully, much more, I guess, um, clearly, yes. the, um, the fact that Jesus is coming again, that mm. the second advent is on the horizon. Uh, and of course, out of that was born the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Yes. Um, has the Adventist Church made mistakes? Certainly, we've made mistakes. Yes. Um, before we were even a church, <laughs> in the Millerite movement, which yes. was not the Adventist Church, it was That's 20 right. years before, right. but uh, they made the mistake, the Millerites, of saying, well, uh, Jesus is coming on a certain day and date, mm. which, of course, Jesus said, no, one, no man knows the day nor the hour. That's right. Um, did they just continue on from there and say, well, you know, we were, we're right and that's it? No. They admitted their mistake, and, as, and out of that came a church that was willing to say, look, uh, we don't know it all, but uh, we want to grow further in Christ. You know, one of the, this is one of the things which Seventh Day. This is one of the reasons I'm a Seventh Day Adventist Christian. All right, is because this is what's at the start of our statement of biblical beliefs. It says right. Seventh Day Adventists accept the Bible as their only creed. We mm. don't have a creed. The Bible is our creed. Yes. And we hold certain fundamental beliefs to be the teaching of the Holy Scriptures. These beliefs, as set forth here, constitute the Church's understanding and expression of the teaching of Scripture. Revision of these statements may be expected at a general conference session or every five years. Yes. When the Church is led by the Holy Spirit to a fuller understanding of Bible truth or finds better language in which to express the teachings of God's Holy Word. Wow. I, I like that. I applaud mm. that That's because right. it shows that there is a willingness to humbly accept that, hey, look, we don't have it all together, um, but as we turn to Christ and are, are tutored by him prayerfully, that uh, 
and the Holy Spirit, that uh, we will grow in our understanding and come closer to Him in the pursuit of truth. Uh, and, uh, and that's really important. But also I think it's important for us <clears throat> to acknowledge the freedoms that others have to do the same. Oh, that's very important. And, and, not, and not to say, look, you made a mistake, you're out, <laughs> three strikes and you're gone, but no, rather that uh, we can grow in grace together. Yes. Uh, and hopefully in the process we can demonstrate the, uh, the character of Christ to each other uh, and, uh, and what that looks like. Because you know what? Um, Jesus said that, uh, that if um, we follow his word yes. and we, we obey and we practice what he has taught, that we're like a man who's built his house upon a rock. Mm. If we don't practice what he's taught, yeah. uh, then uh, we're like a man whose house is built on sand, will be washed away. That's right. Um, but we also need to be willing to help others to, to build, build upon Christ. Mm. And, and to know him uh, and uh, no one's going to want to know Christ or, or to grow in grace uh, if they're seeing a spirit that is graceless uh, so I think uh, what can we learn from the mistakes that have been made in the past right. it is the, the right for people to make mistakes mm. and it's also the right to, um, uh, to accept that others are growing and others need to uh, um, um, be we need to be patient with others but also yeah. that we need to be uh, patient in our own growth and understanding as well. Um, and uh, after all, as Paul said to Timothy, uh, in Timothy 4.15, he said, practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Wonderful. This whole idea mm. of progressive revelation, yeah. uh, of growing in Christ. Wow, that's that's amazing. I uh, wish we could keep on going. Pastor Hugh, we've, uh, we've come to the end of our program and I would like to just offer a short word of prayer to those who are listening and ask God to give us uh, humility, humbleness and to keep, help us to keep on growing. Let, let us pray. Dear Lord, we want to thank you for your word which leads us and guides us and revives us. Father, we've learned quite a lot. Yes, there's been mistakes which have been made uh, in Protestantism, but there's been a lot of blessings that have come through that movement. And Lord, we pray that you may help us and teach us to be humble, teach us to um, to tolerate with one, one, one with another and to understand that we are all growing, but strive to grow towards truth. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.